0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Owl Empire podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of sitting down with my man, Matthew Centoro, a YouTube personality with over a billion views. He is most popular for his 50 amazing fact videos on YouTube. Today, we talked about the importance of mental health the kind of effects it had on him and how he overcame his biggest fears. So stay tuned, guys, because trust me, there are some valuable things delivered in this podcast. Remember to take some notes. You might learn a thing or two. Anyways, with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? I am here with my man, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on the show, of course, brother. brother. Appreciate it. All right, so let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right. So this interview, by the way, guys, we actually just did a podcast uh, with my man. So if you want to plug that in.
1: The Matthew Santoro podcast available on all platforms.
0: Woo. Go check it out. Yes. Um, So we were actually having a pretty deep in conversation, but this one, I want to go more in depth about you. Okay. As a person, as an individual. So why don't you tell me about Matthew before YouTube started? Take me back to the past. Memory lane, you know?
1: Let's take it back, back, back. Uh, <laughs> shout out to um, I So, I mean, I grew up in well in Ontario, Canada, really mm-hmm. small town, 50,000 people. Um, man, my aunt's calling me and stuff, is real life right now. You know, I grew up in a small town, 50,000 people, well in Ontario, Canada. You know, I grew up in a... My dad was pretty conservative. My mom was always goofy. That's probably why they're not together anymore. Okay. Uh, so my parents are divorced. Um, and I went to school for accounting,
0: which yeah. is not
1: what I'm doing now. Um, but, you know, my parents were always very supportive. And uh, I lived with my mom. And, you know, they both just always encouraged me. Go do really whatever you want to do. And, but I went into accounting because I figured that it would be the safe route you know like we're always told to go the safe route in mm-hmm. life and what i realized quickly is there is no safe route and um so anyway i went to school for five and a half years got my master of accountancy degree you got a master's degree i have a master's degree yeah And are you using any of it right now a little bit a little bit okay a little bit yeah i'm doing my own i mean i do my own taxes i keep my own books okay uh, so i guess you got something out of it right now. yeah yeah but i graduated i uh, did public accounting for two years okay And then I got laid off. And that's when everything changed for me. Because my whole life, like I said, I always thought there was a safe route. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was doing that with getting my master of accountancy degree and stuff like that. Did you have like a plan for life? Like, did you have like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to get married this age and get kids this age. Not so much that, but I figured I'd figure that part out. But I did have a sort of skeleton idea, Mm -hmm. infrastructure, of kind of that idea. Um, But like I said, I got laid off and that's when my perception of everything changed. And the whole time I'd been doing YouTube, just as my creative outlet, you know, a couple times a week, just for fun. So you were
0: doing YouTube...
1: While during you were... yeah like I would even write scripts while I was at work which is really bad all right but I just didn't have a passion <laughs> for what I was for what I was doing and then I graduated uh did it like public accounting and then when I got laid off I just decided I was going to go all in on YouTube so when did YouTube start what year was this um I started doing YouTube uh 2010 2010 okay 2010 and then I did it for four years with almost no payoff. And then after the fourth year, it popped. And then I went from fifteen thousand subscribers to three point five million. In the fourth year. In yeah, fourth to fifth year, yeah. So you did it for four years without getting just for a passion, just because you loved it. Yeah, same reason I do my podcast is just for fun. Yeah. You know, and um, what got you started for YouTube? Like, I mean, man, like I I used to watch like Ray William Johnson. I yeah. used to watch uh man dan brown pogo bat um actually i wonder if i can list off all seven there's seven people that influenced me to start ray william johnson dan brown pogo bat mr guitar man wheezy waiter mika kitty uh julian smith and philip defranco and we're talking Name. about og
0: youtubers yeah those are
1: og and yeah. only a few of those are really still around doing their thing but um yeah, I mean, it was it was something. People, these people were famous in their own right. Yeah, and I just decided to to start doing it, and uh, yeah, the rest. What was
0: your like vision for it?
1: Like, like everybody has a passion, right? But yeah. they always have an idea where. Well, I when I started doing it, I wanted to be famous.
0: Okay, so it was fame. But I, was I had no drive. idea
1: what that meant, and I was not prepared for it when it when it actually yeah, yeah, came. Yeah, yeah um uh, you know all of it comes all at once and it was pretty intense like you get all the money and and what people consider fame and then uh you lose i lost the sense of who i was like i was always matt santoro from well in ontario canada and then <clears throat> all of a sudden i had all this attention on me and i was like oh man like who am i like who am i supposed to be who
0: you know you're what i'm supposed saying? to be
1: for yourself or for the people both Mm. Like who, what does this mean for me, you know? And uh when it first happened I got a huge ego and I had <laughs> someone come into my life that was really bad for me and exacerbated that ego and made me think I was a rock star. At one point she even called us like the Kim and Kanye of YouTube. It was like ridiculous. Looking back, looking back it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh but you know at the time I was just very impressionable. I've gotten I And you came for- out
0: about this, right? You spoke about this in one of your videos, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I've talked about like yeah. all of this in the past. Yeah. Uh, in in various levels and stuff like that but yeah I'm just uh, you know that was I don't regret any of that because that happens to almost everybody and now I know what it's like to sort of be in that area and it made me feel yucky which isn't exactly the most like academic term but yucky and and now you know uh, so all that really sent me into like a really sad sort of depressed place and I was in that place for like three years and it took me a long time. But I'm happy to say now I'm finally in like a really good place. and I'm really in a chill place. And uh, even when you first walked in here, you were like, yeah, Yo, are yeah. like, vibe chill. is and relaxed. Like, yeah, thanks, man. Like I've worked really hard at that. Uh-huh. Meditation was a big part of it. Eating right. Exercising basically comes down to feeding the mind and body.
0: Hundred percent. And so, you know, it's funny. You talk about being depressed because a lot of people think fame is all great. Mm-hmm. So, how did you react and how did it feel to, like, actually, let's take it back a moment. You know, you 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 do, like, amazing facts on YouTube. That's what got you popping, right? Yeah. Like, why that? Like, why did you go through that? And, like, <clears throat> did you ever expect yourself to actually become popular due to just something like this?
1: Uh, so, I was manifesting back before I even knew what manifesting was. I worked at it and believed it was gonna happen one day and put myself I remember I would picture myself on stage doing like what? just just on stage in front of people entertaining people like i would I would visualize it feel the excitement of that. Huh. It be, and I didn't even know what manifestation was, but I was doing that, and here I am, eight years later, and you know I'm literally going to London tomorrow to literally be on stage, on stage with people, in yeah. front of people, which is not the first time, but you get the idea. It's happened. Yeah, yeah. it's happened multiple times, and uh, it's such a blessing. And you know I'm not afraid to talk about the fact that you know back in the day, like I was lacking a lot of gratitude. I did have an ego that didn't last long, but the ego part. Um, I like to talk about that and the fact that I even up until recently man like I lacked a lot of gratitude in my life And that really you know all of the things I'm talking about right right now uh, Lack of gratitude scarcity mindset fear mindset all of that contributed heavily to my depression and uh, Now that I live in an abundance mindset. I I live in a love mindset. I live in a gratitude mindset absolutely Absolutely changed my life in ways that It really unless you live it it's hard to fully explain
0: And did you think do you think that because of you Experiencing the fame and everything allowed you
1: to become who you are today or thousand percent yeah thousand percent and uh, How open have you been with the audience about the stuff we talked about on my podcast?
0: Oh pretty open I don't mind go ahead yeah yeah yeah
1: so we talked about you OD'd once Yeah yeah and uh, we talked about that on my podcast and we Mm -hmm. went pretty in depth by the way, and I don't want to keep plugging my podcast, but we had a really awesome. It, it was a good That was a deep, yeah, like, we, yeah. we talked about everything. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I would go love check it out. For yeah, sure. for real. I but I would love to talk about anything you want to talk about. Yeah, like, yeah. we can talk about that again on this mm-hmm. if you want. But anyway, but, I'd like to continue the conversation because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Right? But, but, I mean, regarding that, you know, we talked about how that made you who you are today mm-hmm. somebody that is way stronger, someone that's disciplined, someone that has. You know, giving yourself fully to God, and Mm -hmm. and you you want to make the world a better place, and you may not be that person had you not gone through that experience. So, and you did bring up how
0: I said the word regret, and you're like mentally you should change that and perceive it as changing your language is huge, dude. Like
1: you actually said, like you know that's the one thing I regret, and I let you talk, and I said yeah, but. I want to submit back. to you to change your language to say I'm grateful for that like I was once in a relationship uh, That was so bad for me like I talked about that I dated this girl, and it was really bad and uh, it sent me into a deep depression and it was a very public relationship, and it was ugly but There was once a time where I said like man I regret that like it really screwed up everything in my life, mm-hmm. but now, I'm actually really grateful that it happened. Like, truly grateful. And that sounds really twisted to say I'm grateful for something that happened that most would perceive as really bad. But in the same way that a death in the family is perceived as bad, or an OD is perceived as bad, or Someone in political power some would consider as bad Mm -hmm. There are others that look at it and say that death is gonna bring the family closer together That OD is gonna make me a stronger person that person that's in political power right now is gonna unite a country who is gonna see potentially all the hate will we will arise stronger from this as a nation
0: yeah and it's funny because I like, I'm, I'm open about the fact that I overdid deed to, to everybody it's not because it's actually kind of scary to talk about like even mm-hmm. when you talk about it right now I get this like anxiety and I start yeah. to feel funky but
1: that's natural by the way. yeah and you're allowed to feel that way I just want to met like mm-hmm. you know I'm not trying to but when you feel the things you feel Meditation and mindfulness has taught me that there are things you're never going to not be able to feel. Yeah. Like we talked about the five-second rule. Mm-hmm. If you go to so the five-second rule is a rule that says you should, if you, if you want to do something, follow that instinct and just do it within five seconds. Count down five seconds and do it. Because if you wait more longer than five seconds, the fear part of your brain will take over and say, No, nah, don't go talk to that girl. You're not good enough looking. She's a 10. She'll never talk to you. So uh, wow I totally just lost <laughs> I got really I get really excited um,
0: uh, What were you saying? I was talking about The uh, First before I said God Totally lost track I know you know what um, It's because
1: we were having such We're yeah. using just like Deep parts of our brain From like the last conversation It's like Our brain Like Plus we just had Chipotle So like we're now we're like Nice <laughs> back, yeah. Sitting on a couch They'll be able to rewind that And be yeah. like I know where you were going with that But anyway <laughs> We were
0: talking about So we were talking about my OD And how like I was feeling certain things yeah. And then you went into your five Feelings, yeah. So yes, yes,
1: yes. yeah, thanks for bringing that back. Yeah. So uh, feelings, and you're allowed to feel what you feel like anxiety, and that's what the five-second rule says, is that you can feel anxiety, and you can feel these things, but you don't let your emotions run yourself. Emotions are simply, uh, they're simply signs, or they're simply uh, signals towards what you want. Do and how do you perceive it? Well, for example, anxiety and, and feeling nervous about something, physiologically, scientifically, the, when you feel anxiety and nervous about something, it is the exact same physiological event as excitement. Mm-hmm. The body doesn't know the difference between being excited and fearful and anxious. So when you're going to go on stage, <clears throat> a lot of people say, oh, my God, I'm so scared to go on stage but if you simply reframe that there's a technique in psychology called reframing if you reframe that and say i'm excited to go on stage your body doesn't know the difference it just feels what it feels and it's like oh okay he's telling me i'm excited Mm -hmm. so you're not going to not feel the adrenaline pumping all you're doing is reframing it from scared to excited so when you say you know i feel anxious talking about it Another way to look at it is I feel something bubbling up, but it's actually excitement that I have made it to where I'm at. You know, and you can yeah. look at it as fear or you can look at it as look at how far I've come. It's how your perception Yeah, is, yeah. and you, you remember those times, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing.
0: You know, I'll, I'll add on to that. I was telling you, I, I like to talk about it for one reason. I do believe that my biggest, uh, like, my biggest, like, push that got me out of what I went through was accepting who I am. And I don't know if you can agree with me on that, but... a 1,000%. Yeah, so the reason why I'm open about it is because I want people to know. I want people to know because I want... First, I want to inspire people with it to know that, listen, I was at the lowest of the low and I'm building. I still don't believe I'm anywhere close to where I want to be. And I try to stay as humble as possible, knowing that I'm just doing things step by step. But me accepting who I am kind of pushes me to become stronger and do things and push me out of the comfort zone. While we were eating, you were talking about how the way you learn is by putting you at, putting yourself out your comfort zone and this is just my technique to
1: yeah you know doing that well you said acceptance and that's that's a really important word that I think more people need to learn because first and foremost by accepting your past and giving it a name and speaking about it you're taking all the power away from it yeah. you know like if you look at anyone that's ever had anything like controversial happen to them like in the, in the news or whatever as soon as they talk about it people shut up because what are you going to say to them yeah. What are you gonna say? Like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, what do what are you gonna say? Like, it, as soon as you start trying to hide stuff, it's called the Barbara Streisand effect. Uh, it's when you when you try to suppress things, it makes people want to talk about it more. But if you're open about it, and you're just like, yeah, I screwed up. It's like okay, no, end God. of conversation. Like, yeah, what are yeah.
0: you gonna? It's funny because I have a friend of mine that does that, but with jokes. Like, if you joke with him yeah. and you tell him and you like try to like, you know, when you're close with someone, you kind of mm-hmm. like sometimes say things that are just a little bit messed up, he comes at you with something even more messed up because then you sit there and you're like, oh, I really don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same tactic. You know, speaking of controversy, uh, let's talk about that for a moment. On, on your YouTube, I think I heard about something about people telling that you know you get your facts from places that like, oh, this guy isn't really truthful. Like He just Google searches, and makes videos. Or how, how, yeah. how, how'd you deal with all the hate that came from
1: YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what you're talking about is, uh, I think it was... Oh man, I think it was like five years ago now. So it was a really long time ago, but I was in a really like sad place. Like uh-huh. I, so it was like the, uh, I was right at the beginning stages of like when I was super depressed. Okay. Remember I was talking about all and that. did
0: this come right as your fame was
1: hitting? Yes, yes. So when, so I had already been in a depressed place cause I left a five year relationship and then Ooh. all the fame and everything came and it like exacerbated it tenfold. And uh, long story short, I remember this one week I was super, super depressed and I had to get a video out and what I ended up doing was taking too much information from one article, which normally I take like from four or five articles or whatever, because it just makes for a better video. And this week I got mad lazy and I was just like way too depressed and I hadn't put a video out in like two weeks and I was like, I gotta get something out. So I took too much information, uh, a couple YouTubers ran with that, and made a huge deal out of it and I got so much hate about that online. <laughs> And um yeah but, but what I mean was the story
0: about like just the fact that no it's just
1: like it, I didn't like I didn't cite do my work? I didn't cite my sources oh, okay. and I took too much from one article mm-hmm. and uh, it was just in you know looking back I, I'm like yeah you know I look at it as transformative uh, but I definitely didn't do the proper things like I didn't cite my sources and stuff so um but again like, all the the tremendous amount of hate that I got from that which was wicked overblown as far as I was concerned but the tremendous amount of hate that I got and by the way we all get that at some point mm-hmm. like have you ever had anything like that happen to you per
0: just recently actually oh really yeah I don't want to really talk too much about it because it's, it's sensitive kind of a, it's, right? it's a private matter but just recently like uh, something happened on on uh, these guys, uh, they they hate the heat note, but like online, uh, yeah, 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 just just the people. It, it's it's a little story I'll tell you off camera, but mm-hmm. like something I recently went with with some certain people I was dealing with decided to come on my profile and just like completely bash uh. me. It was the first time. I, it's funny because I responded with complete positivity. I I yeah. I have one thing I grew up. I was telling you in your podcast. I grew up being hated a lot, mm-hmm. like bullied, hated up. And I remember up until I was, woo. I think 17 or 18, I thought the whole world revolved around the people that hated me. Yeah. And, and it's funny because one day I woke up and then, I, what did I do? Huh. I think I went overseas or something. And then it hit me. I realized, like, dude, there's 7 billion people in this world. Yeah. Like, why am I so worried about my community? Yeah. And it's it's, it's interesting because I realized, I, I always tell people that aren't feeling too great about their life. When they say, like, oh, the whole world hates me. The whole world. Just, I'm like, what is your world? Define your world
1: awesome way to put it
0: because a lot of people define their world as their parents their family members their their brothers sisters uh, whatever it is or their best friends and they all of a sudden their mind just like the whole world it's because that's all you're used to but if you put yourself out of out of that boundary you start to realize like, whoa people actually respect me people actually care for me right but point is like yeah i i just recently started like to uh you know i never i never really deal with that uh, thank God, because like I mean, at the, at the in the beginning, like I just started this kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of people that do follow me and follow the the podcast and stuff, they're very positive. I realize one thing: if you surround yourself with positive affirmations, positivity
1: comes yeah. to you. Yeah. Dude, I listen that, to positive affirmations every morning. Yeah, all the e- time. Every dude. single morning, I put on a YouTube video and I listen to you know, even if I don't say it out loud, I have it play in the background, yeah. and I just have this lady talking, and she's like, "I am powerful." Do you talk to yourself? I uh, in the mornings, yeah. with I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I look in the mirror all the time, and yeah. I'm like, I am. This I don't thing. like, not like a, it's 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 not like a crazy person. It's like you are, and it's not just the words either. Like you have to feel it. You have to really believe it. Like mm-hmm. when you, I wake up and I literally make my coffee. I have we talked about drinking a gallon yeah. of water a day and how good that is for your body, and I drink you know coffee and water in the morning, on an empty stomach because I intermittent fast. And I listen to positive affirmations mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just Tony Robbins which isn't really positive affirmations But sometimes I wake up and I'll change it up and like today for example. I was like, you know what? I woke up really happy. I was very grateful for everything I knew we were shooting my podcast and this podcast. I was super grateful for the opportunity I was grateful that I'm leaving for London tomorrow just in the zone You know yeah, when you're feel in the good. zone And I was like I want to amplify that so I turned on some positive affirmations And I just listened to this really nice lady and she's just like, I am powerful, I am love, I am love, I am wealthy, I'm prosperous. And sometimes I'll actually say it and like I'll actually get emotional because I'll actually like if you feel something that real, it's it gets it's you're like almost touching the source energy, you know? And for me, today I didn't do that. All that I did was just hurt it in the background. Mm -hmm. And as I drank my coffee. And, you know, answered some uh, comments like on my YouTube videos. I just I was just listening to it in the background. And even if you don't say it, you're subconsciously Yeah, you're, subconsciously you're, doing you're it. You're hearing life is good, life is good. And over time like, don't you, you drink
0: coffee every day? I do drink. Yeah, I feel like motivation should be a daily substance, man.
1: Ooh, ooh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's be, good. It should be a daily substance. That's a substance. tweetable. You know how yeah. Oprah has tweetable moments yeah. when she does the whole yeah. Super Soul <laughs> Sunday thing? That was a tweetable moment. She's like, tweet, tweet. Tweet tweet yeah. tweet tweet. Put it
0: up. But I really seriously believe in that. Like uh, motivation should be a daily thing you do. Like 100%. a daily substance. Like you go to the gym, you work out every day. Yeah. You do everything every day. Like let's say if you wake up, like you don't you sleep, you drink coffee. Why is why isn't like motivation or affirmations a part of your life? Too many people work
1: on their body and they neglect their mind. And because they think it's like not a big deal. Because they don't, people don't look at their mind as a body part. Mm-hmm. But your mind is absolutely a body Everything part. Everything about your body. You can't it, even remove your body part. In fact, your yeah. Mind. In yeah. fact, your brain and your, your head is the most important body part. Your brain specifically. And... We don't look at it that way. And I think that's the biggest perception we need to change in society is that your brain is the most important body part. So in the same way that you'd go to the gym and work out your biceps or work out your pecs or ladies, maybe the legs or the glutes, it's like for the brain, you should be meditating. You should be eating good foods Mm -hmm. that, that increase your brain power, taking fish oil every day. Um, like you see the number of sub uh, substances yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds really bad supplements
0: <laughs> the number of supplements <laughs> healthy supplements supplements. Guys. Healthy supplements yeah.
1: right? can I rattle them off what I take go over this is everything I take I'm looking at it right now I take uh, something called alpha brain it's two capsules of by the way I don't even really know what's in these things Nootropics. nootropics yes, 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 my yes man. Yeah. that's what's up yeah. but like Joe Rogan got I'm me on, a big lot. on those yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's a lot of nootropics by the way this is all natural stuff you can get it on Amazon uh, alpha brain uh, uh fish oil pills I take probiotics for my stomach I take something called genius mushrooms which is like special mushrooms that are ground up shrooms. not those kind of mushrooms <laughs> um, but they're like they're capsules that yeah. are like proven for your brain that are good uh-huh. I take a multivitamin I take uh, vitamin B 12 and D3 or something like that anyway I take a bunch yeah, yeah. but daily daily. Mm-hmm. Daily and I I really Joe Rogan got me on a lot of this stuff. I don't know if uh, most people are familiar with Joe Rogan He's got like the biggest podcast in the world pretty much, but yeah, man It's just you got to treat your brain right and if you're suffering from depression or anything like that It's probably because you haven't been taking the steps to treat your brain right and that's not to say It isn't genetic because I actually have depression in my family, which is where mine came from (laughs) It was just triggered by certain events But it was mostly because I didn't take care of myself and specifically my brain so uh, I would highly recommend anyone out there the, the way that I got over my depression and believe me I was in a dark place was um, meditation exercise was a huge part of it uh, being around people just get like forcing myself to get out of the house positivity therapy yeah and uh, to, just to get myself out of that place, I started taking medication, not antidepressants. Uh, it was actually just a mood stabilizer, which is more mild, but I, I, my emotions were all over the place and that, that helped me sort of get back to baseline and I don't need them anymore, but that's what I needed to just get out of it. And in terms of medication, I wanna be clear about one thing. I think a lot of people avoid it. I was one of those people. It's not something to be scared of but it's also not a fix-all. It's a band-aid, yeah. but it's an important band-aid that gets people out of the funk, but don't rely on it as a fix-all. It is a tool, and you use that tool as a stepping stone to I love that
0: you say that. get to yeah. the next step. I love that you say that. What, what would you recommend for people out there that are currently experiencing depression, and let's say the entire life that's all they really Understood, and you know, a lot of people get lost in yeah. the emotion of either negative emotions mm-hmm. or like overwhelming emotions because they haven't experienced the positive side of things, and they think that their whole life is just that, yeah. and so they accept that, and that's like the the scariest thing is when you accept who you are. It's funny because we were just talking about acceptance, but yeah. some people
1: accept themselves as the wrong version of who they. It's a really good. That's a really good observation. Um, I think of acceptance is important but not being overly passive yeah. there's a difference uh-huh. um, you you should be accepting of things uh, when they are not in your control you should be accepting let, of let me think about not... that statement for a second so like yep. death so, death gas prices <laughs> uh gas prices. like things that really aren't in your control yeah. um things that are in your control Trump uh, for president change the gas prices yeah <laughs> i mean okay there's an example like if you live in spain or you live in any country in the world yeah. not just the us if you don't like who's in power exercise your right to vote that's something that is at least in part in your control do something yeah do something um Your mindset may not feel like it. You are 100% in control of it. Now, when people hear that, immediately their back gets up and a wall goes up because they're like, I wish I could control this, but I can't. Listen, you're talking to a guy that was in the deepest of depressions. And what I did was I took steps. It's not an overnight thing. It took me three years. Three years. Three years. Wow. Maybe four. Three to four years. And I'd say four years, actually, yeah. And I Finally got to a place by taking tiny steps the steps that I could control. Yeah, the little things
0: So did you just like wake up one day and you were like, all right, I'm better?
1: No, of course not. How, uh, did, how did it happen? How did it like uh, Gradually ex- like... accepting I had a problem uh, accepting that I was that I was depressed. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing um, Much in the same way that like an alcoholic would say like I'm an alcoholic. Yes, like it's hard But you have to say like I have a problem once you do that now you have a base Because without that base of saying like, oh, like identifying it, you're just free falling. Mm -hmm. So I was able to identify the problem and then from there, I just took steps and I didn't know how to do it, but I just, I I got desperate and I was like, I got to do whatever it takes at this point. And anyone out there that might be feeling sad or down or depressed or have even worse thoughts, just you know what you need to do. You know you need, you know you need to do something, but you don't necessarily know what it is. I love that. So I love that. So what I, what I recommend is uh, just try things. Mm-hmm. And it might not work immediately, but- Give it a shot. It, it, try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. And what you're gonna find over time is by trying things, each one of those steps will actually, you won't see it until the stairs are built. Each step is a brick. And you're laying those bricks and you don't see the big picture until the stairs are built. And then you step up those stairs.
0: Something I do, I talk to, I appreciate you saying that actually. It's a great point. I talk to a lot of people and the first thing they tell me is, I've tried everything. And then I instantly respond, I'm like, okay, tell me three things that you've tried today.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they look at you and they're like,
1: yeah. uh, I've heard Tony Robbins say that a hundred times. He says yeah, that Tony all, Robbins. Yeah he, he said, you, yeah, it. yeah. he says it all the time. He's That's like, what I learned from
0: it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I know I'm noticing that actually. I talked to you, I talked to Josh, I talked to a lot of people, and we're all I think there's a shift in consciousness happening. Yeah. Because we're all more and more people are getting into mindfulness and they're 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 listening to the gurus that are out there that really have figured it out. Uh-huh. And uh, I love that you knew that too, because yeah. it's showing that more and more people aren't it's not this exclusive brain club. It's like more and more people are. My no, mindset it out. is everything, man. Man, it's everything. It's, um, it's huge. But yeah, like Tony Robbins says, like he'll ask people, like why is your business failing? Oh, I tried everything. He's like, like everything. Thing, yeah. He's like name a, a million. Well, okay, maybe ten thousand things. Ten thousand? <laughs> name a hundred. Yeah. Well, maybe fifty. Fifty? Name ten. Okay maybe I trade these two things over and over and they didn't work yeah. like that's pretty much verbatim there, there's a quote that says, what he says. the
0: definition of uh insanity. Sa- insanity is trying the same thing over and over again expecting different results expecting yes, different yes, results, yes. yes. Yeah. but the thing is about depression it's not physical so let's say like here's my phone right if i want it to be over there i, I know it's easy for me to say yeah i'm just going to put it over there but something about our emotions is that we don't understand—it's—it's it's not something we can like physically manifest or physically change, and so that's a tough part. So, what would you recommend for somebody? Like, what's your opinion on that? On how to actually physically get in control?
1: Yeah, the first thing you need to do is go see a professional. Uh, there's no shame in it. I've been seeing a therapist for years. Uh, more parent more people than you know are seeing a therapist right now like uh-huh. just so you know that like it's not some weird thing um, I think every person on the planet should be seeing a therapist without exception um, because you don't have to have depression or anything to see a therapist all that it means is that you want to bounce your ideas or problems off of a licensed professional person instead of constantly putting them on your family or friends Mm -hmm. and some people might identify with that out there right now like i've
0: personally seen a therapist yeah 100 like
1: i used to put all my problems on my girlfriend or my mom and dad (laughs) and it's like you know i started to notice over time they would just say things like well it'll be okay and that bothered me for two reasons it was like one they're i could tell they love me but like they don't know what to say and, and they're kind of like they're not getting Biased. annoyed but like what are they gonna like what are they gonna say and two They're not professionals. Plus they they can't give it. me anything and like they can give me their own life advice, mm-hmm. but that's not That's not professional advice like my therapist has been doing this for like 20 years So I pay him for it, and I'm like here's how I feel and he's like Yeah, and here's and that's why this is okay and blah 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 and it just it's just somebody to talk to It's the same way that we're talking right now. Like, to be honest with you, and therapy doesn't have to be someone you pay. Like, for some people, this is therapy right now. Yeah. Like, is this on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be on YouTube. So some people go to YouTube and they search out motivation, and that is actually a big part of how I got to reading all these books I read in in meditation and stuff like that. Was just searching out motivation because like some days I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. So this this you does know
0: happens does, does does this still happen no, no, Do you no, no. still None get that days where anymore
1: no So now it's consistent now it's consistent happiness like I used to wake up in a default state of anxiety and depression like I would wake up where I was literally anxious from the moment I stepped out of bed and I couldn't figure out why like mm-hmm. from the moment I stepped out of bed like in bed I was like whoop like instant eyes open anxiety. <laughs> And some people out there are probably like, hmm. What was the first thought too. that
0: comes to your head like when you wake up?
1: Anything. Everything. Everything. And how, how, Everything, did, how did anxiety turn into Because I was in a mindset. I was in a fear mindset. Everything was going to go away. I was going to lose my YouTube career. And Is by that the way, what, you
0: have that abundance thing over there. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so
1: for those that don't know, in my house, I have what I call an abundance center. And I've got forty thousand dollars of fake money, but it's just the representation of money in in like th- ten thousand dollar increments uh, stacked together. I've got a bunch of bitcoins which I'm invested in. Uh, they're like printed, you know. Do you want to show bitcoins.
0: the audience? Or you, would you um, mind showing it?
1: Yeah, sharing I mean, it? if you if you want to if you want to bring the camera over there, you would you can. mind sharing
0: it? Or? Yeah, no, go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, you wanna, if you want, we can. Or, can we, uh, yeah, oh, we are can, you, gonna, you gonna?
1: Man? b-roll yeah nah, we can b-roll. do
0: b-roll yeah all right for sure yeah anyways we were saying
1: so what you yeah so everything you're seeing now uh or everything you just saw is is my abundance center you know i've got my my red october uh yeezys over there which is mm-hmm. something that was an investment for me that i that represented me you know knowing that i have abundance that i can buy extravagant things if i want to now i don't ever spend money on special things but those are something that I like those eighty thousand dollars sneakers. No, 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 God no! <laughs> those are not eighty thousand dollars. Oh, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was showing him on a on an app uh, that it's called Stock X. I was showing him um, uh, a pair of Nike Air Mags that they brought out. There was like. 500 made in the whole world and they were brought out Uh, they were the same ones that were shown in the back to the future series Yeah, but Nike actually made them and there's two series There was the non light-up ones and there was the light-up ones the non light-up ones are about $9,000 a piece or like for a pair pair the light-up ones are range from $80,000 to the high hundreds of thousands of dollars
0: yeah, imagine actually owning like a hundred thousand that's
1: something I would never do I would never do that That's It's just, just a waste of yeah, money and even if I had millions of dollars. What's the point? Well, even if I had millions of dollars like I, The way that the rich stay rich is they don't piss their money away Yeah, you know like Unless they you could use that money for something better. Well, exactly yeah. if I had millions of dollars I'd probably be like, um, I can invest it in something that's gonna make me more money mm-hmm. not a super pair of shoes that give me temporarily A dopamine hit, but but that's not what those represent. Those represent for me, along with the Chinese bamboo tree that's there. um, All of that represents an area that you know. Just just a little reminder that I am good. I live in abundance. Speaking
0: of uh, temporary dopamine, do you think uh, reason to your clinical depression was because you were chasing things that were temporary? And did that
1: change now? No, no. No, it was because I mean it was a lot of things. Uh, It was multiple. Was that one of them at all? (laughs) No, it was that I didn't recognize what I had huh? It was that I had all the money that I could want to live comfortably off of. Uh, I was never a millionaire or anything, but I had more than enough to live off of. I had a nice home. Uh, Even if it came down to things like friends and like a good girlfriend, like I just didn't, there was, it was never enough. I always wanted more. And that's why you see billionaires that are depressed because even though they literally have all the money in the world, they're depressed because it's never enough and they live in a scarcity mindset. Then that's what people don't realize and the biggest thing that I've realized is that your mindset is what determines your wealth, not the amount of money in your bank account, not the number of Lambos and cars you have despite what a lot of YouTubers nowadays would tell you that are, you <laughs> know, which is, anyway, that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> real wealth is recognizing what you have and being comfortable with it. Now, that being said, I there's still something to be said for the hustle.
0: i, I never was just about it. Yeah, tell you. I'm yeah, never yeah.
1: gonna say don't work your ass off because you absolutely have to do that. Because a
0: huge thing they tell you is don't be comfortable. Like you gotta always right. be like
1: wanting. But here's the problem but with there's a that. Balance. Here's the problem nowadays is that all these people that mean well, like the Gary V's of the world, who's a friend of mine, full disclosure. Uh, you know, all these people that are constantly preaching hustle, hustle, hustle. I think they're saying that to the extreme because they realize that most people are the extreme opposite Mm -hmm. and most people will probably fall somewhere in the middle. I do know some YouTubers that all they do is hustle. They've never had a real relationship. They sacrifice everything for the numbers, the money, their success and they may not come out and say they're depressed and they may not be depressed but one day they're gonna wake up and they're gonna realize I sacrificed everything and I'm 40 and I don't have anyone that cares about me that really cares about me and that to me is the scariest thing. And for me, I have found a nice middle ground. I was once uploading seven days a week. I was wicked, I was once uploading Thirteen videos a week.
0: So why don't you give some context for people who don't know who you are of what you
1: do. Oh, yeah. uh, Did I
0: even introduce myself? No, no, no. That never really (laughs) happened. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah.
1: So, uh, I mean, obviously, my name is Matt Santoro. uh, Matthew Santoro online. My handles are all at Matthew Santoro on everything. Um, I make uh, comedic fact videos on YouTube. Top ten lists. I have a series called 50 Amazing Facts. I actually started a side brand called Fact Maniac which has nothing to do with me. I wanted to create another brand that does what I do, but posts online. Uh, I post six times a day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook infographic cards. You still like, do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been posting six pictures. Times a day? A day oh for for like five months now Wow yeah like hundreds and hundreds of photos and it's doing really well it's got like 34,000 followers as of actually I think it hit 34,000 on Instagram today so it's
0: doing well I think I just saw I was looking through your Instagram right now. yeah yeah I promote it sometimes in my story Uh,
1: but you know uh, that all comes down to the hustle it's like I I was trying to do so much at one point that I burned myself out contributed to the depression Uh, but Now I'm at the point where I'm not, I'm not daily vlogging, which I once was seven days a week. I'm not, I don't have a gaming channel, which I was uploading three times a week. I, I don't upload seven days a week on my main channel, which I used to do. That's like 15 videos a week, 16 videos a week. You used to have three channels. Three channels. How were, they all doing like well? No. And that's the thing is that I was overworking myself and I was being a jack of all trades, a master Ah. of none. I like that. yeah, yeah. And now I upload three times a week. It's a number I'm comfortable with. I don't feel overworked. I've experimented with everything from one video a week to two to seven. Now I upload three times a week. I don't care what the algorithm says. I don't care if it's going to increase my viewership or if it's going to make me famous again because I don't look at myself as famous anymore. I think at one point I was. I think that I'm someone that's notable. I think that I'm somebody that has 16 million views a month. I think that's a tremendous amount of views.
0: Yeah, your channel has almost 1.2 billion
1: in total, right? Yeah, which yeah. is a tremendous amount. I thought, we were just talking about it. Like it's like a third of the world. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, And there was once a time I wasn't. But like I said, now I am beyond belief. And, uh, you know, I found a balance. I found a balance where I, I'm still hustling, but I'm hustling smarter. And I think that's something that people need to know is everyone talks about working harder, working harder, working harder. It's not about working harder it's about working smarter Hmm. okay and I want people to understand that you can work your butt off but if you're going in this direction and putting all your effort into this direction but you're supposed to be going in this direction it doesn't matter how hard you work in that direction you're never gonna get anywhere yeah and if you don't let your brain breathe you're not going to know what direction to go in and you're not going to come up with the new ideas you need to evolve your business or your family life or whatever
0: I mean, heck, this whole entire podcast right now came because I once was like sitting back and I'm like, I'm too fo- I'm too uh, center-focused on one thing. I'm not allowing myself to explore different opportunities. There you go.
1: And you never know. Like, one opportunity might be better than this one. My podcast came about because I was uploading seven days a week. I had no time to look at anything. It was hard enough that I started Fact Maniac. <laughs> and now I've dropped down to three videos a week and... I allowed my brain to breathe and because I was shooting seven days a week I had a huge backlog of videos where I had pre-recorded them Mm -hmm. so I actually because I dropped down to three a week I spread those out so I hadn't today was the first day I shot a video in a month and I used the last month for mental health to find my place of happiness and once I did that I realized huh I do like creating stuff. It's just that I'm overworking myself. And what do I really want to do? I think I want to do a podcast. And that okay. was the birth of the podcast. Much like you know how you created yours. And um, you know yours is the fourth episode, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be very big one day. But Manifest I kind of like, it. I love it. I kind of like right now that it's its own little little thing, huh? gem. Like it's I'm doing some really great interviews. Like I consider this a great little podcast we're doing right now we're, we're really getting some good stuff and I hope you guys are getting value out of this and by the way if you are make sure to hit the like button because it lets him know <laughs> for real because it lets him know because yeah. it gets hard as an influencer to say like hey hit the like button it's like just just try to remember if anything not just this podcast but anything you watch online or listen to if anything ever brings you value just know that if you leave five stars on iTunes or if you leave a like on the video It's not so much for the person's ego, it actually helps them algorithmically. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind if you want to drop a little love on this video. Definitely, and you know
0: what's interesting how you said you took a break. You see this happen on YouTube a lot, where if somebody disappears, like a YouTuber. Yeah. Like haters, like man, keyboard warriors, directly come, like, where you been? You don't like us anymore. You don't care about us anymore. You don't do this. It's so like you never really told me how you dealt with the hate with YouTube. Like it's something that, like, like, I was, I'm kind of curious about. Yeah. It comes well, to I, I mean,
1: if you put yourself out there in the public eye, you're going to get hate. It's not yeah. a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And I remember from the first time I uploaded my video, my first video, I was getting comments like "you bald freak," like. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even know like you're stupid like I don't know People would say all kinds of stupid looks things good, though Thanks, man. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, I'm super comfortable with the way. Yeah, I look like no, no, I, no, I think no. I rock it like yeah, I got the, yeah. I got the reverse Especially hair we were, thing going we we're at on. Chipotle
0: right now with him shades on everything looking looking good. Hey,
1: man, you know try to keep it fresh <laughs> but uh, you know That hurt me at first because I I had a fragile ego. I had an ego that a very, fragile
0: ego explain what that
1: means. It means that uh, My validation came from without instead of within huh. And and it was, again, and I know I'm saying a lot of things happened recently, but it very much was recently. Like on my 33rd birthday, I had a lot, which was uh, three weeks ago. I had a huge breakthrough. Happy birthday.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, happy birthday, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and I had a huge breakthrough where I just, I let go of a lot of anger from people that I perceived hurt me. Uh, whether it was, you know, online hate or, or personal life. Um, I let go of, uh, needing external validation. That was a huge one that one stemmed all the way back from grade school. Like I was never popular in grade school Mm -hmm. or high school university. I wasn't popular, but I did go out a lot. I was very social, but when I got into the YouTube world, it's like, there is no worse place to look for external validation than YouTube for two reasons. One, if you get it, your ego explodes uncontrollably. If you don't get it. And you tie yourself to the numbers in the same way, you will be super depressed because you're going to say, "Oh, people aren't watching. I'm not valuable. People don't care about me. They don't like me. I'm not not cool enough." Once you realize that, like you're good, like you are, you are built perfectly the way you are. And I know that sounds very like, "Mm," but it's true. You are perfect the way you are. That's not to say that you can't improve upon yourself, but your value will never change no matter how much money you get, no matter how many cars you get, no matter how hot your girlfriend or boyfriend is, none of that matters. You'll always
0: be the same. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a key point that I like to deliver. Try, like, be the best you can at the moment given. Like. When people ask how they we're, we're like a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. I used to always want to be a perfectionist. I mean, these videos, for example, or like anything. I'm sure I, I still go through it. Yeah. Or it's like I always try to have the best, the best this, the best that, the best this, the best that. But it's interesting. I realized recently where it's like, at that given moment, whatever I thought was best, I did for myself, and that's the only way I can learn from that lesson given, whether it's negative or positive. Yeah. That if I if I overthink everything and if I try to do stuff that Like, did like just made perfect sense for me at that given moment. I would never learn my lesson, you know. So it's it's an advice I give to everyone out there. It's you know whatever you think is best for yourself at that given moment, give it a shot, try it out. It's fine, even if you come off to be wrong or different or think that's how you learn,
1: that's how you grow, and that's how you mature. I I, want to submit something to everybody out there, which is a different way of thinking, which is that things don't happen to you; they happen for you. And that goes for good and bad things. Good things, obviously easy to accept, happen for me, awesome. Bad things happen for you in the sense that they make you a stronger person. Adversity builds character. Adversity builds a stronger you, a better you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's
1: like scar tissue. Scar tissue is way tougher than normal skin. That's what you become. You become a stronger, you know, version of yourself. And and that's why I don't welcome negative things into my life but when negative things happen actually I can give you a perfect example last night I shot uh, the previous podcast before yours was mm-hmm. with uh, my good friend drew Baldwin CEO of the Streamy awards Tube filter very successful guy one of my favorite people in the world uh, if you haven't met him I'll hook you up yeah, uh, you for guys sure. yeah. but he is one of my favorite people just a ball radiating positive energy and we shot a podcast and it was uh, my first time shooting with someone else. And so I had no expertise in this right before I came over. So you've never had a team, by the way, have you? No, I keep it real simple. Huh. No. It's
0: interesting because like do a lot of YouTubers like go solo? Because I, I I would think that. I'm not.
1: Well, my that I'm talking about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. YouTube channel, I have two writers and an editor. But, oh, okay, okay. but in terms of what happened yesterday, it is solo. Okay. And because of that, I made a mistake. And if you right before he came over, I didn't check to see if the mics that I bought would record. Well, as it turns out, you can't just plug two mics into a MacBook because uh, Adobe Audition doesn't recognize both of them. And I was like, oh my god! So luckily, I had an extra laptop, and it was a piece of junk Windows. No offense, <laughs> no offense if you use Windows, but it was a piece of junk laptop. Not yeah. that Windows is junk, but the laptop was junk. And I had to record separately on that, and I had to download Audacity in order to record on that, and then. Everything was good to go. Hit record on both, perfect. What I didn't realize was because he was directly across from me and we both had mics, uh, oh, there was terrible echo. Okay. Yeah. So I had to sit there for three and a half to four hours and drop my waveform and keep his up while he was talking. While he stopped talking, drop his and keep mine up. It was a nightmare to edit. Oh God. But as soon as it happened, I thought, oh my God. And on top of that, for some reason, his audio was like, Desynced from mine despite the fact that like we clapped for some reason his was like continuously desyncing throughout so I had to find those parts it was, it was a, a struggle man but as soon as I saw that that the audio was not that great and it wasn't syncing and this and that I smiled and that's how I knew I came really far because I looked at something that would have caused me terrible anxiety and I went huh I'm gonna learn something from this really Beautiful, I, I yeah. genuinely looked at it like that I knew I was gonna learn how to edit Real well, because I had to. I, you know, I almost handed off. Yeah, I almost handed uh, the audio off to uh, the MP3 files off to my my friend, uh, my friend who uh, does editing for me, and I didn't do it because I wanted to figure it out myself. And I did. And I sat there. It took me four hours to edit a one-hour podcast, but I figured out how to edit it, and that's what I learned from it. I learned a skill that I can carry forward for the next time that I edit a podcast.
0: That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So we're almost done with time here. So it's like... uh, How long has it been? It's
1: been, uh, what are we, 50 minutes now?
0: Cool. Give or take. Yeah, man, we're getting lost in our conversation. Yeah. Like, especially like, the thing is that your podcast was deep. Yeah. It went crazy. Uh, We talked about aliens towards the end. I like this one, though, because like we got into depression a bit. Yeah. And it's kind of of a side of fame that people don't really... I guess uh, put too much attention to. I mean, it's out there. Yeah, you're there. seeing
1: it more and more, though. Yeah, you and are. I like that. You are, and I like, and as much as I hate the fact that the Anthony Bourdain's of the world and the Kate Spades and the, the uh, Robin Williams and, and these people are, are you know going through such a bad time that they end up killing themselves, um, the the silver lining, if you will, to that is that it's creating a big conversation because something that used to be hidden and something that you thought was only for the normal Joe, you start to see is happening to famous wealthy people. And it turns out they've had it all along, and they we just never really knew You just knew never
0: it. see it, you never perceive it. Yeah, or...
1: and, and mental health is becoming a really mainstream thing, and that's why, like, I I love the fact that talking about uh, being up or down or whatever emotions you're having, specifically down, whether it's depression or whatever, is becoming a normal part of conversation. Like. Literally, I will have a conversation with someone where like you'll like for example, like say we've known each other for a while, you'll walk through the door and be like, Hey man, what's up? And I'll be like, Man, you know what? I'm just having a really bad mental health day. Like I feel really depressed. Whereas before I'd be like, Yeah, I you know I'm not bad. You know? Yeah, like that's how most people would answer. Information on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just just be open about it. Be like, you know, my mental health today isn't that good. You're conscious of Talk yourself. About it. You would say, Oh, I'm not feeling good. I have a cough. Talk about your mental health that way. It's, it's not some weird, like, taboo thing. Like, your brain, you're, I want to I say one thing that might reframe the whole mental thing for some people. Your, if you broke your arm, you would put a cast on it. Why is your brain any different? Why is it that when you're feeling depressed or you're constantly down that you don't immediately think, oh, I got to fix this? Oh, oh, I got to go see a therapist. Oh, I got to try medication. Oh, I got to meditate. Whatever. Why is it that you just say, "Mm, I don't want to talk about it. Why? Would you let your arm hang there broken? Do you think because society... You go to the hospital. Do you think that's because society doesn't allow you to talk about it? Not anymore. No, not anymore. I like to think that we're at the point now where mental health is a mainstream discussion. Okay. But I think that there are some people that in their own mind, they're ashamed of it.
0: What about traditions, cultures, stuff like that? Doesn't Like, I mean, mean, coming from a Middle Eastern family, they expect you to be
1: the best. So
0: it's like when you're anything else, you're like, well, wait, if I can't even admit it to my own parents, how am I going to do that outside?
1: Yeah, my grandparents are from Italy, my Nona and Nona. And my understanding from what I've heard is in the old country you don't talk about that stuff like you don't like like oh he's depressed oh no 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 you don't you don't talk about that cuz it'll bring shame to the family it's embarrassing we don't want people to think something's wrong with us we just don't talk about that yeah. that's not the case anymore you, you, everybody talks about everything and I think that the old way of thinking is is, is to be honest with you dying out with the old generations mm-hmm. and uh, as time goes on it's going to be a nice conversation.
0: Yeah, so what, let's let's finalize it with one question I got for you since you asked me a question. It's not about aliens but what's your opinion on positive attitude on a daily level? So like I, w- I was reading a book Yeah. Um, and uh, it talks about having like what I said about my OD being regretful changing the language. So I know you brought it up like a little bit so why don't you go more
1: in depth about that? oh man I mean I think it goes without saying (laughs) it's just like it's everything it's absolutely everything Uh, attitude is what determines the direction of your life if you have an attitude of scarcity nothing's ever enough uh, I'm never gonna find that person I'm never gonna break this addiction I'm never gonna lose the weight then you won't yeah but if you believe that one day you will You will. And there's a great quote that says, I think it was Henry Ford that said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. (laughs) I've heard that before. Yeah. And that's what life is. Uh. And it really, it's all mindset is everything. And, um, for anyone out there that isn't happy with something in your life, I, my advice to you would be to really audit your life, really take a hard look at your life and be honest with yourself. And it's gonna be painful. You're gonna to have to, like a, like a, like an onion, you're gonna to have to peel back some layers. Ooh, it's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna cry, just like an onion. But at the center of it, you're going to see what's wrong. Whether it's you're in a relationship you don't wanna be in anymore. That was my situation. I was with someone that I loved, and I still love to this day, but we just became really excellent roommates. And <laughs> some of you out there might be going, whoa. Wow. Like yeah. you're in a situation right now where you're just bunking up with someone. You're not really too happy whether it's your job, that you're just not happy, but ah, I can't leave, I have bills. Yes, you can, you can. And it's gonna be scary, and it's gonna be terrifying, and you're not gonna know where you're gonna get your next paycheck from, but you gotta follow your passion, you gotta go find that right person, you gotta step out of bed in the morning and go for a five minute walk, or a one minute walk, or a 30 second jog, whatever you can do to start losing the weight. and you start building up these things and you start changing your attitude and that's that's how you get to a better life and things that can help with that is mindfulness meditate calm your mind allow the voices to go down and disappear uh read exercise uh create something those are the four pillars of my life that i do every day uh that that improve my mental health dramatically And maintain it. And your brain is like a car, by the way. Your whole body's like a car. In the same way that if you were sick, you would get a tune up, your brain's the same way. So that would be my only advice to people.
0: Beautiful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Anything you'd like to plug in on the podcast?
1: um, I mean, I would just be very grateful if everyone went and checked out my YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Matthew Santoro. I've got 670 videos on there, uh, all family friendly, clean stuff. Uh, there's, it'll make you laugh. There's some comedy on there. I would very be grateful if you checked out my podcast because it's a brand new thing. It's the Matthew Santoro podcast. Uh, my man here is going to be on it, so yeah, I think you're going to yeah, like that. Some great content you're going to really sure. like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good. Dude,
0: I was listening to one of your episodes and it's like some some good
1: stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know it's much like this conversation. So if you enjoy this and you got value out of it, I think you're going to enjoy that. And uh, the third thing is Fact Maniac, which is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and I'll check that out after yeah, this. Yeah, and it's worth following. Once in a while, you'll scroll through and you'll learn an amazing fact that you didn't like, know.
0: Ah, huh moments. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. I'd be sure. super
1: grateful if you guys did that. It'd be very great.
0: Sweet, my man. Thank you so much Thanks, again. Brother. Yeah, it was course, nice. It yeah. was a Thanks for the man.
1: opportunity. Thank yeah, man. Appreciate yeah.
0: it. Huh. Oh, hey. You guys are still here? Well, you know what, I'm glad you made it this far and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Owl Empire podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the value that was delivered by Matthew Centoro. Definitely some great things and great points, and I hope you guys took some notes. And if you did, please remember to leave a like, comment, and subscribe for more amazing content like this. Let us know down below in the comments who you'd like for us to get on the show, if any specific guests or any specific topics you'd like for us to talk about. I would be happy to deliver as much value as possible for you guys. Once again, thank you guys so much for watching this episode, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Take care.